Today is December 1st. This is Verses in Flow. I'm Jennifer. Welcome in and welcome back. And just like that, y'all, we find ourselves stepping into the final month of 2023, the final chapter of our journey through the Bible in a year. Y'all, we have been walking, strolling, sauntering through these scriptures. And now we are about to wrap this thing up strong. We are going to make it over the finish line together. Each day that we've shown up here, we have been growing and flowing. And today is going to be no different. If your life has been anything like mine this year, in a general sense, we've certainly had some highs, some lows, some twists and turns. But each adverse experience, each challenge, each situation that seems to come out of nowhere, it's all been building us. It's all been shaping us. It's all been strengthening us. And it's all good, right? Because it's all working together for those of us who are called according to His purpose and those of us who love the Lord. And I don't think that you would be here right now if you didn't love him. We have been through a lot, all of us. I don't even know who you are, and I know that you've been through a lot. If you are a kid listening, you may not have been through a lot, but maybe it's a lot for you. Maybe you've gone through a lot on your level, at your level of experience or existence, but we're all here still, still listening, still standing, still striving, still seeking, and That is something that we should all feel really, really good about. I made a pretty bold statement at the start of this year. I said that you cannot go through a year in God's word and not be changed by it. Was I lying? I know we haven't been through the whole year yet. We still got another 30 days to go, but was I lying? I don't know about y'all, but I know that I have been changed. This is a moment, y'all. This last month of the year, let's be present. Let's be mindful. Let's be grateful. Let this be a time where we push through, not just to finish, but to flourish. Let's make this month count with every bit of wisdom that we have wrested from these pages all year long. All right. Are y'all going to do that with me? All right. Let's get into this word. Daniel chapter eight, Christian standard Bible, the vision of a ram and a goat. In the third year of King Belshazzar's reign, a vision appeared to me, Daniel, after the one that had appeared to me earlier. I saw the vision, and as I watched, I was in the fortress city of Susa, in the province of Elam. I saw in the vision that I was beside the Ulai Canal. I looked up, and there was a ram standing beside the canal. He had two horns. The two horns were long, but one was longer than the other, and the longer one came up last. I saw the ram charging to the west, the north, and the south. No animal could stand against him, and there was no rescue from his power. He did whatever he wanted and became great. As I was observing, a male goat appeared, coming from the west across the surface of the entire earth without touching the ground. The goat had a conspicuous horn between his eyes. He came toward the two-horned ram I had seen standing beside the canal and rushed at him with savage fury. I saw him approaching the ram and, infuriated with him, he struck the ram, breaking his two horns, and the ram was not strong enough to stand against him. The goat threw him to the ground and trampled him, and there was no one to rescue the ram from his power. Then the male goat acted even more arrogantly, but when he became powerful, the large horn was broken. Four conspicuous horns came up in its place, pointing toward the four winds of heaven. The little horn, 
From one of them, a little horn emerged and grew extensively toward the south and the east and toward the beautiful land. It grew as high as the heavenly army, made some of the army and some of the stars fall to the earth and trampled them. It acted arrogantly even against the prince of the heavenly army. It revoked his regular sacrifice and overthrew the place of his sanctuary. In the rebellion, the army was given up together with the regular sacrifice. The horn threw truth to the ground and was successful in what it did. Then I heard a holy one speaking, and another holy one said to the speaker, How long will the events of this vision last? The regular sacrifice, the rebellion that makes desolate, and the giving over of the sanctuary and of the army to be trampled. He said to me, For twenty-three hundred evenings and mornings, then the sanctuary will be restored. Interpretation of the Vision While I, Daniel, was watching the vision and trying to understand it, there stood before me someone who appeared to be a man. I heard a human voice calling from the middle of the Ulai. Gabriel, explain the vision to this man. So he approached where I was standing. When he came near, I was terrified and fell face down. Son of man, he said to me, understand that the vision refers to the time of the end. While he was speaking to me, I fell into a deep sleep with my face to the ground. Then he touched me, made me stand up, and said, I am here to tell you what will happen at the conclusion of the time of wrath, because it refers to the appointed time of the end. The two-horned ram that you saw represents the kings of Media and Persia. The shaggy goat represents the king of Greece, and the large horn between his eyes represents the first king. The four horns that took the place of the broken horn represent four kingdoms. They will rise from that nation, but without its power. Near the end of their kingdoms, when the rebels have reached the full measure of their sin, a ruthless king skilled in intrigue will come to the throne. His power will be great, but it will not be his own. He will cause outrageous destruction and succeed in whatever he does. He will destroy the powerful along with the holy people. He will cause deceit to prosper through his cunning and by his influence, and in his own mind he will exalt himself. He will destroy many in a time of peace. He will even stand against the Prince of Princes. Yet he will be broken, not by human hands. The vision of the evenings and the mornings that has been told is true. Now you are to seal up the vision because it refers to many days in the future." I, Daniel, was overcome and lay sick for days. Then I got up and went about the king's business. I was greatly disturbed by the vision and could not understand it. 1 John chapter 2, verses 1-17 through 17. My little children, I am writing you these things so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He himself is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for those of the whole world. God's commands. This is how we know that we know him, if we keep his commands. The one who says, I have come to know him, and yet doesn't keep his commands, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly in him, the love of God is made complete. This is how we know we are in him. The one who says he remains in him should walk just as he walked. Dear friends, I am not writing you a new command, but an old command that 
that you have had from the beginning. The old command is the word you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new command, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. The one who says he is in the light but hates his brother or sister is in the darkness until now. The one who loves his brother or sister remains in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother or sister is in the darkness, walks in the darkness, and doesn't know where he's going, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Reasons for Writing I am writing to you, little children, since your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I am writing to you, fathers, because you have come to know the one who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have conquered the evil one. I have written to you, children, because you have come to know the Father. I have written to you, fathers, because you have come to know the one who is from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong, God's word remains in you, and you have conquered the evil one. A warning about the world. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride in one's possessions is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world with its lust is passing away, but the one who does the will of God remains forever. Psalm 120, a cry for truth and peace, a song of ascent. In my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. Lord, rescue me from lying lips and a deceitful tongue. What will he give you and what will he do to you, you deceitful tongue? A warrior, sharp arrows with burning charcoal. What misery that I have stayed in Meshach, that I have lived among the tents of Kedar. I have dwelt too long with those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Proverbs 28 verses 25 and 26. A greedy person stirs up conflict, but whoever trusts in the Lord will prosper. The one who trusts in himself is a fool, but one who walks in wisdom will be safe. Okay, so a few quick observations about our readings today. In Daniel, Daniel has been seeing some things, right? Like some crazy things. These visions are puzzling. These prophecies are perplexing. Daniel went to bed sick because he's like, I, I don't even understand. Even after they were interpreted and explained to him, he didn't understand. But here's the thing. Even when the visions are veiled, let me tell you something about Daniel. Daniel's trust, Daniel's faith remained the same, the same steadfast faith that he had when he was put in the lion's den. It never wavers. He knows that understanding may come slow, but understanding will come. And that is a word for us today. We may not have all the answers, but we have our faith and we are in control of our faith. We can have faith that the one who holds the future is holding us too. And then in our New Testament reading, our dear brother John, keeping it 100, he is talking about walking in the light, loving, not just in thought, but in action. And he says that this is not a new command. This is an old one. It is about 
authenticity, being real with ourselves, with others, and with God. Because when it comes down to it, it's love that is going to last, not the passing pleasures of this world, not whatever it is that we think that we have earned or accomplished. It is love. Let's make that love real in our lives. Let's honor God. Let's honor him by keeping his commands because John also says that if we say we love God, but we don't keep his commands, then we are liars and the truth is not even in us. And I wonder if he's talking about the way, the truth and the life as in Jesus Christ, or if he's literally talking about the truth is not in us. Like we are not telling the truth. That's, that's an interesting thought. I need to, to chase that down further. And then in Psalm, the psalmist is crying out for rescue, for peace in a world that is all too ready to wage war. And if that is not a timely message for where we are right now in our world, I don't know who needs to hear this, but your plea for peace, it is heard. You're not crying out in a void. You are heard by the Prince of Peace himself. Hold on to that. We are heard. These prayers are not in vain. And then Proverbs. Proverbs never pulls punches, does it? It is like straight talk all the time. It talks about how wisdom comes when we trust in something greater than our own plans, than our own limited knowledge and understanding. When we trust in the Lord, plain and simple, that's where our security lies. That's where we find the kind of confidence that cannot be shaken when we put our trust in the right place. Let's come together. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to thank you. We thank you for being with us every single day of this year. Lord, as we step into this month of December, we are looking back and we are amazed. We are amazed by your faithfulness and how your word has been a lamp, a light, a guide, a constant, a source of strength, of wisdom, of inspiration, of all that we need. Lord, we are asking you to take us through this final month with the same grace that brought us here. Help us to keep it real, just like John told us. Help us to love. Help us to keep your ways. Keep your will. Lord, help us to honor you in all that we do. Help us to see, like Daniel, when the vision has not yet become clear. Lord, help us to remain faithful. Encourage our spirits, Lord. Give us that peace that the psalmist longed for and that wisdom from Proverbs. Let it just rest down in our souls. Let it permeate our spirits so that it anchors us in you and in your truth. Lord, we are so grateful for you. We are grateful for the journey. We are grateful for the growth. We are grateful for your unending love, Lord, we are stepping into December with expectation and we are ready for all the goodness that you have in store. In the mighty and matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, all the people of God said together, amen. And our affirmation for today, I am rooted in purpose, rising in faith, and refreshed by grace. Every day I am becoming the person I am meant to be. I am rooted in purpose, rising in faith, and refreshed by grace. Every day I am becoming the person I am meant to be. And our aphorism, there's a difference between interest and commitment. When you're interested in doing something, you do it only when it's convenient. When you're committed to something, you accept no excuses, only results. 
All right, y'all, that is all I have for you today. Let's do December like we know we can, with heart, with hope, with eyes wide open to the blessings and blessings still to come. Let's remember that the story isn't over yet. There is still beauty to be found, still growth to be had, and still joy to be claimed. Let's keep shining, keep loving, and keep living in this truth. I will catch you all on the next episode. Thank you for being on this sacred sojourn with me. You belong here, and we belong together on this journey. I love you, and if God says the same, I'll be right here tomorrow waiting for you.